Wednesday, June 23rd. Didn't have to check the watch again. I know the date. I checked. I did my background checks of the date. Good job, buddy. You know, we're really out here and we're taking care of business. Bears Nation podcast, Wednesday, June 23rd. We are in the middle of no new season except for the Bears. It appears to be very new season for, I mean, depending on where you're sitting, depending on sort of. what side you're on, possibly the wrong reasons. We'll get into it. Good show. Good show today. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, Roger Goodell said some things. The Bears did some stuff. You know, there's always Justin Fields stuff to talk about. But we also have a very special guest today. We have my friend and co-worker, a man, a man who is very, very talented, both in the radio specter. I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I also, guess that's the right word. But also in the kitchen. His name is Shane Reardon. He'll be joining us shortly a man who is uh, a very good guy and so you may know him as the ep of parkins and spiegel on 670 the score but he is kind enough to join us for 10 to 15 minutes so that'll be coming up shortly we'll see what happens but anyway kevin how you doing man you know i'm doing great uh it's it's been a fun week Uh, it's been sort of slow but you know well, see, Jake. See why this is this is Jake at this is the epitome of Jake Hassan's mentality on life. I'm saying, you know, it's always half half glass glass half empty. If I could speak, see, this is the thing about Jake. Uh, he loves Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and everything else other than Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are just awful for him. But to be fair, you've been working at like two a.m., so it's not your fault. But <laughs> Yeah, listen. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, listen, Tell me I'm if, wrong. You, if you tuned in last week, Justin and Kevin were on here doing a fantastic job holding down the fort. I had started working a very early morning shift uh, that required me to get up at 2.45. So your boy was asleep at about 7 p.m., 8 p.m. every night for the last wow. week. But we finished that tour of duty today. So we're happy to be back. That's why I'm here. I am you know, piecing it together because tomorrow I get to wake up at an normal hour so we love to see it we love to see it yeah uh the last week wasn't great i'm very tired but you know that's life you know that's that's the that's the hustle mentality kevin that's what mm-hmm. you youngins don't know that's the that's the grind mindset dude you just gotta no, you're, you're right not, you're not a grinder no well i wouldn't say that no but there are times i will i will be completely honest there are times and i'm sure a lot of well, god forbid you're not honest with us no, yeah. Well, I always am. I keep it a buck every single every single time I'm here, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Nothing but the truth and honesty. But oh, well, it's Central Time, Eastern Time, 9 p.m. 10 p.m. If you are listening from the East Coast, and if you're on the West Coast, I guess yeah. it's uh 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. So there we go. We knocked out all the time zones. If you're Mountain Time Zone, 7 8. <laughs> here we go. Uh, you can't forget about all of our phenomenal listeners we, from we, uh, Nebraska. Denver. Denver. Can't, forget, can't forget about the loyal fan base we've built up in Denver. You know. Do you know what's weird is we actually have a very loyal fan base from New uh, our uh, from England from London. Yeah. Right. So uh, on, on our anchor, <laughs> if you look at uh, it has like a distribution chart of where our listeners come from. About ninety two percent of it comes from America, and six percent comes from England. And that's that's a testament to just how global the Chicago Bears are and when you see them go to like they went to uh, London two years ago to play the Raiders you know it was I, I it was 90 it was probably 80 percent Bears fans at that stadium at Wembley like it is it, it's a global franchise and that's um represented with our listeners but 
I've when we're even talking like I completely forgot the point of this. It was it was waking up early. I will wake I, I was up, saying how you don't have a grind mindset. You don't have a hustle yeah, mindset. I, so I do. It's just everything is it, it's it's slotted like four hours later. So I'll grind from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. instead of say 6 a.m. to wait, wait, 10 wait, 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 wait. So you mean to tell me you're out like you're putting in 16 hours of work here? You're telling me you yeah, sleep what for do eight you hours. Mean? You mean you're telling me you you sleep for eight hours? This show is this is Bears Nation podcast, by the way. A little reset. We're talking about Kevin's sleeping habits and grind habits. Um, you're mean to tell me you sleep for eight hours and you wake up and you just get right into it. You right away. You wake up. You're ready. You're. What am I supposed to do? I, I wake up. I go to class or or I do my job and then you know I go to it work. It is June, then- sir. I have a job right now. I don't not go to class, but if we're talking the fall, I got to go to class. But, you know, I I go to my job, I do my job and I come home. I do four hours of Bears Nation podcast notes and and uh, (laughs) and write ups and and scheduling guests and and reaching out to agents and tweeting and posting on Instagram. First of all, you only booked Shane who Shane Reardon, who will be on the show shortly. Um, we hope he is actually doing a radiothon at the score. So he might be very busy. Um, we're hoping we get him in the next few minutes uh, for 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, Cause he's so gracious with his time. Um, oh, he is here. Oh, Shane is here. All right. Well, let's get Shane up as soon as possible. If we can. Phenomenal booking. Lovely. Phenomenal booking. He's been. Oh, there there he is. Is. All right. What the hell? <laughs> Tell us Shane, about the radio con, though. Shane, where we at? Shane, first of all, yeah. Shane, thank you, thank you for joining. So gracious with your time. Thanks for having I really, me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Appreciate that. Yeah, uh, we are in hour eleven of twenty-four straight, and we are at. I'll tell you exactly. Three hundred and seventy-six thousand uh, dollars, just over three hundred and seventy-six thousand dollars, and there's a very good chunk that hasn't even been added yet. So I'd say we're either at or have exceeded our $500,000 goal before the halfway point even hits. So it's been a good day. Wow. Uh, 670thescore.com slash give, by the way. It's for the Austin City Harvest. It's Sam Macho's charity. It's uh, Austin, the West Side neighborhood in Chicago. There's a food desert. They've got 17 liquor stores and only two grocery stores. And they're not even really grocery stores. They're like corner stores that don't even sell produce, but they can call themselves grocery stores. So we're, we're building a grocery store in Austin uh, the West Side neighborhood with fresh produce and, and meat and everything. So uh, this should put them over the edge. Hell yeah. I'd love to see it. And if we know one thing, we know that Shane is committed to giving people the meat. So that is what we're yes. here for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, Shane, thank you for joining. This is Bears Nation podcast presented by Chicago for real. Our guest is Shane Reardon, executive producer of Parkins and Spiegel, who is running a charity for building a grocery store in Austin 670score.com slash give Shane this is a bear show and you are a bears guy so your thoughts on the soon-to-be Arlington Heights Bears can't wait uh oh. I'm from Schaumburg so finally the northwest suburbs are getting the due they deserve but oh, yeah okay. I can't wait um it, it's it's leverage all it is is leverage they're not moving to Arlington Heights they're not going to become the Arlington Heights Bears, even if they do, they'll be the Chicago Bears. All they're doing is trying to get a different, get a better stadium, get better resources, because Soldier Field sucks. I I don't want the Bears to leave South Loop Museum Campus. I I don't want them to leave there. I am for the Bears staying. I'm just saying it wouldn't surprise me at all if they they left. If the leverage doesn't work, they, they are a 
three, four billion dollar franchise, they can get out of a 10 year lease. Like yep. it's not a problem to break a lease. The Bears can break a lease if they want to. If the NFL thinks that it's more financially smart for them to be out in Arlington Heights and own a 362-acre plot where they can build hotels and restaurants and a sports book and a casino and a resort, then the NFL is going to do everything they can to get the Bears out of a, a lease with the Park District. All the Bears want is ownership. They want ownership of their assets. And I can't really fault them for that. But I don't think they're leaving. But what's not going to happen is you're not going to stay in the lakefront if you're going to stay. Like they will have to move the stadium or go play wherever, go play where the Red Stars – or where do the – where do the where's the fire play? Uh, in Blue Island? Go play in yeah. Blue Island for two seasons or whatever while you build a new stadium. Or that little plot off the river next to the Roosevelt Commons, right off the Roosevelt Bridge, build a stadium right there because there's tons of space there. But I don't think they're leaving. They don't want to leave. They're just not stupid. They know they have leverage. They know that there's this giant – space available and that there are hundreds of thousands of bears fans in the Northwest burbs who would pull for them to come out there. They're not stupid. It's just leverage. So that was my whole point. I, I was trying to, and I'm, I'm the same way as you. I don't think they're going to leave, but I, my whole point was they're going to try and sell you on an experience. If they move there, a sports book, hotels, everything. But I, I mean, you had, I'm Parkinson Spiegel. You booked the Arlington Heights mayor and you know, he talked about it. Like, you say it's only leverage. What if you had to give a percentage on it? Like, where do you think they're at? From an official standpoint or from like my gut feeling? Gut feel. Both. Let's do both. Okay. So, so from an official standpoint, I'd say it's 40, 60, they go there. 60, 40, they stay. From my gut, I'd say it's 15, 85, they go there. 85, 15, they stay. Wow. Like it's – Anything can happen in the 11th hour or the 23rd hour, however you want to do it, if you're talking regular time or military time. Anything can happen in the last minute, and somebody could say, fuck it. Let's just do it. Let's just go to Arlington Heights. Let's own every single bit of our franchise. But there's too much history and heritage and and connection to the city of Chicago. All they want to do is to stay here with a better stadium. You can't have the NFL's charter franchise with the worst stadium in the NFL. You just can't do that. You can't rule the Bears out from never hosting a Super Bowl. You can't do that. You can't give somebody in this weather, in this climate, a stadium that doesn't have a retractable roof. You can't do that. It's stupid. They just want leverage. And they got it. Do you think that's the end goal? Because I think every franchise wants to host a Super Bowl at some point, right? Like, that's one of the end yeah, goals. Yeah, no shit. But, like, the Bears should have a better chance to host a Super Bowl than the Ravens. Yeah. You know? There, there's truth to that. Well, do you think there's pressure coming from the league? Because Roger Goodell was on 670 to score today, and he uh, said some words. He said, actually, that the Bears were – in, in his words, 110% committed to Chicago, which surprised me because when you saw the bid come in and everything, I thought that commitment to Chicago would have been less. And then you got the pressure from Lloyd Lightfoot and, and it's like, you know, what allegiance do they have to the city? It seemed like it, it seemed lower. Um, so it was interesting to see him say that. But do you feel like there's pressure coming from the league and from Goodell to say, hey, you know, you know, he said, look, we're, we're looking at the situation long term um, that Goodell's sitting there obviously saying, look, you know, we need to make this move to Arlington for the sake of the league. Is there pressure from, you think there's pressure from uh, 
the top of the uh, the league? Well, number one, Roger Goodell is never going to come on the sister station of the Bears flagship and WBBM and say anything other than the Bears are more than committed to the city of Chicago. He would never do that. It wouldn't be good for the league. It wouldn't be good for the Bears. It wouldn't be good for his brand. It's just mm-hmm. like when a GM or an owner goes out and says, we've got you know full confidence in our head coach and he's not going anywhere. It's the same thing. Roger Goodell is not going to hint. He's got a poker face. He's never going to tell you exactly what he's feeling. And you can't fault him for that. But all things considered, like I said in the beginning, the only thing they care about is money. If the NFL sees an opportunity to make more money off of their heritage franchise, they're going to take that opportunity. That's why my realistic chances of them going out there are higher than my gut because my gut still has a bias. My gut still considers myself a Bears fan. So 15% they go in my gut, 40% chance they go realistically just because of money. Money only. Hmm. All right, Shane, how much time do we have you for? How much, how much more time you got? You're okay. They're, they're, Danny's operating pretty well on his own right now. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, let's talk about actual bear stuff, people, stuff that the people care about. Kevin thinks Justin Fields is starting week one. I don't think he's starting till after the bye. What do you think? I don't think he starts week one, but I think he plays week one. I think they would Ooh. be pretty stupid to not take the opportunity to put him out on Sunday night football or Monday night football, whatever it is, against L.A. and get him that exposure. So – Unless Andy Dalton gets hurt, they're too like, okay. Matt Nagy sticks to his guns. He knows what he wants. He had the same situation with Pat Mahomes. And granted, Alex Smith is a different quarterback than Andy Dalton was. And Alex Smith was coming off of a career year. But Alex Smith wasn't so good that Pat Mahomes should have waited until week 17. Like if Pat Mahomes was always what we saw in week 17 – then Pat Mahomes should have been out there, but Matt Nagy is a traditionalist. He's a quarterback guy. He's a veteran guy. He likes his veterans. He's not going to fuck over Andy Dalton. So Andy Dalton is going to have to, on the field in the regular season, play himself out of the position. There will be packages for Justin Fields. He's not going to just sit there. I think we see him week one, but he doesn't start week one. You want to put your your franchise quarterback, your your young new toy, your new weapon in the best position possible to succeed, right? And there are many things to be said about the best position for Justin Fields to succeed is not against Leonard Floyd, a a, a, <laughs> a reincarnated Leonard Floyd on one side and an Aaron Donald on the other, like right in the middle coming at you. Like that is not – you're not going to instill much confidence in, in your young quarterback by putting him out there snap one week one, unless you have no other option, you know? Thank you. Thank you. That, so that's what I've been saying. And also my thing is like Andy Dalton. Yeah. He's not the Andy Dalton of the Bengals days. Like he's not a playoff quarterback anymore, probably, but he can get the job done enough where he can win you enough games where you can survive for a couple of weeks without him. And then you can wait to put Justin Fields out there. This isn't a Mike yeah. Glennon situation where you're like, we got to get this kid out there now. Yeah, it's fine. Well, let him, let him yeah. ease in. See, Kevin's Ohio State bias is showing. No, he, no, 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 no. Well, here's the Kevin's question, too. Shane, Kevin's still young Shane enough that he's got multicolored Christmas lights in the back of his room. <laughs> well, he's young enough that he's got multicolored well, Christmas lights. I, I had to spice it up. Well, well, assuming that, you know, Kevin's still in college, he's at his parents' house. Like, that's a stereotypical Chicago basement, I feel like. The Christmas lights are up in June, like – 
It just got like the cork board in the back. You got a good editing it's, it's, bay there, though. What? That? Yeah, it's, a, it's a good editing bay. Okay. He he looks so perplexed. Like, like I, take I a did, compliment. Uh, yeah, thanks so much, Shane. I really do appreciate that. Uh, my wonderful editing bay. But the thing the thing that I was gonna say is you you were talking about doing what you can to put the quarterback in the best situation going forward. Yes, that's always the intent of the team when you have a rookie quarterback is is, is putting that priority first. But the reason why this is also a different situation is if you were um, coming off of a, you know, a 1-15 record. Sir, this record, is a professional show. Could you please take your feet off the desk? I mean, what, like, <laughs> yeah. what do you think we're doing here? This, this is awesome. This we're, is we're, awesome trying, we're trying to build some credibility here, guy. Sure. This, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I want. But um, if you were coming off one in fifteen, all right, and you knew you didn't have the talent to do any make any sort of noise, then yeah, like that's obviously the right way to think. But this is a different situation. There's a number of reasons why. This is a team with a lot of talent. Aaron Rodgers is leaving the division. This is a team that should win the division. I will say should if Aaron Rodgers does in fact not quarterback for the Green Bay Packers this year. Is there ever is there something to be said for not just putting the quarterback in this situation, not just putting the quarterback in the, the, the rookie quarterback in the best, best position going forward, but putting the team in the best position now. Because I think we all can agree that if you look at it that way, putting the team, putting the best, the interest of the team first would be Justin Fields starting. Maybe if, if you want to believe putting the interest of the quarterback first would be Justin Fields sitting for a few games. Is there an argument to be made that you should be putting the team first there? I mean, are you putting your team first if you don't know what your offensive line is going to look like protecting your rookie quarterback? Thank you. Like if you Thank have no you. idea what Thank Kevin you. Jenkins is, like if if your okay. left tackle can't protect your quarterback, then what what do you like? You're just gonna what, what's his face uh, with the Bengals? What's his face? Uh, Burrow. Joe Burrow. You're just gonna have a Joe Burrow situation. Well, let's like come on. We already know that the talent on that line is more competent than the talent that was over in Cincinnati. How do we know that? But how do we know that? I that's this, my this, argument. I I do not believe in Jermaine Effetti and Tevin Jenkins before we've even seen hey, Jenkins take a snap. Olin does. Olin believes in Effetti. I yeah. look. Okay. No, I think it's, 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 it, no, 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 no. You're not putting your your franchise investment, your rookie quarterback, out there you. when you don't know what your offensive line is yet. Stupid. But that's so you so your argument is that's not putting the team first because the offensive line isn't complete. That's the argument you're making. Yeah, yeah. But his knee gets blown up. But Jake, here's the counter argument. How how does it help the team if you have a guy in the backfield who's obviously clearly not as mobile, not uh, as able to move around the pocket and escape the pocket when if it if you do believe it's going to collapse as often as it's going to collapse? In my opinion. Uh, you saw it with Nick Foles. You saw it with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky last year, and, Nick, and Justin Fields is uh, a million times better than Mitch Trubisky. How you know Andy Dalton is is by no means is he a veteran? Yes, that knows how to read a defense. Yes, and when the pocket breaks down, maybe. But Justin Fields, when the pocket breaks down, is going to roll out. He's going to scramble. He's able to handle those things a little bit better because of his speed and, and mobility. All right, but if we're talking sacrificial lambs here, I'm sacrificing Andy Dalton getting hurt before I'm sacrificing Justin Fields getting hurt. So if the uh, offensive line is going to be that bad where a quarterback is going to get hurt before they make some kind of fix, then okay. I'd rather that be Andy Dalton than Justin Fields. And that's what I said. I'd rather sacrifice a couple losses in 2021 than all of 2022 because Justin Fields is on the sideline with an injury. Yeah, but yeah. if everyone <laughs> thought that way, then it would never. If everyone thought that way, rookie quarterbacks would never start ever. If if that was okay. the line of thinking, rookie quarterbacks would never start unless you had a top five offensive line, and and that's. Right. And, 
there's something to be said about taking chances. Do I want Justin Fields to start week one, snap one against the Rams and throw for a 60 yard bomb to Daz Newsome? Yeah, that would be a dream for me. I would love that. But I'm also not stupid. I, I want to see Justin Fields week one, but I want to see that everything else is working first. Both can be true. Like you don't have to have one or the yes. other. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Shane, do you think that, and we've had this discussion on the show, do you think that drafting Justin Fields increases the chances of Allen Robinson signing an extension? Yeah, of course it does. Like Allen Robinson has always just wanted a quarterback. Like Allen Robinson, I know for a fact, loves Chicago, loves Matt Nagy. He doesn't want to leave. He just wanted a quarterback, which, God, what a tough (laughs) thing to ask for. (laughs) Didn't we all? I think we all wanted that. That's the only reason he's here. So, okay, so let's do a confidence meter check again. What's your confidence meter that Allen Robinson stays in Chicago? 100%. Yeah. I don't think Allen Robinson is going anywhere. Love that. It's good for his game, too, man. I mean, it's good for anyone's game to be in Chicago and be in that market. Like, you know what I mean? You go from Jacksonville to Chicago. He's already experienced, um, you know, the the types of things that he can acquire, um, even with terrible quarterbacks. And and, and actually, it's unbelievable the statistics he's put up as well um, with those below average quarterbacks. But, Jake, we knew this. Like, we knew for that. That was the conversation we had last year, too. It was never about the money for him. And And I still don't think it is. If it was about the money for him, it wouldn't have mattered if they drafted Justin Fields. He'd probably be holding out because he's not on the contract that he wants. It's not about the money. As Shane says, he likes the city, likes the coaching staff. And now he has a legitimate reason from a football standpoint to stay when you have Justin Fields throwing for you, not just this year, but the next five, who knows, 10. I mean, we don't we don't know how long he's going to be here, but if it could be a very long time. So it's never been about the money. And that's what I think was that, that was what the conversation was always about when you saw the hashtags trending about hashtag extend Allen Robinson, hashtag extend this, extend this. You know, Ryan Pace is not doing his job. Where's the money? Where's the money? We don't. We have the money to do it. We're not doing it. It was never, ever about that. I, I, I His frustration was truly with what was there from a football standpoint. The quarterbacks he had in the room, all that's gone now, you, you know, and, and that's what matters. I mean, I have a lot of respect for that, too. I'm not saying I have anything against players looking for money because in this sport – you're you're very you deserve that money and you should go after that money chase the bag you know what i mean but for him to for us to identify that and for him to see that it was always about football for him and you can tell that in the way he speaks and the way he just acts then i I have a whole lot of respect for how how he kind of handled that situation i want to play i want to play let's get to know shane because Mm. first time guest and it's a fun game (laughs) um Shane, would you say that your most uh, <laughs> your your most uh, known tweet was when you burned your thumb off, or is there something else that's up there on the Pantheon? Oh, Kevin doesn't know this story. Um, yeah, in terms of like interaction, like tw- tweet engagement, I don't know. I, I tweeted some stuff when the GameStop stock was going crazy, and uh, as many people know, I was a single shareholder uh, in GameStop for quite a while. I made ten dollars. I bought for two sixty and right. sold the two. Uh, nice. Thank you. Thank you. Don't come looking for money from me. But yeah, the I think the thumb one just showed how tough and handsome of a guy I am. You know, it's showed like, a lot of grit. Yeah, yeah, it showed all the grit. Kevin, you're not uh, familiar with the story. Obviously, you haven't been following me and my persona for very long. But I, I like to be in the kitchen often. I like to cook. I mm-hmm. chopped off. 
like a good chunk of the tip of my thumb and it was in a spot where they couldn't stitch it. It had um, chopped off the tips of like four or five of the nerves and a vein. So their only option was to set my thumb on fire and cauterize the wound. And they said, Hey, do you want a shot? The shot going into your thumb, like straight down in is going to hurt just as bad as like the cauterization. I said, no, no, bitch, just go ahead and set that thing on fire. So the, the doctor was a Marine and he's, he's doing it. It's like this little stick they pull out and then they, they just put the stick on your thumb and then set fire to it. Right. He's like, do you ever spend time in the service? This is some of the most pain I've ever seen anyone tolerate. I said, no, I haven't. My dad was a Marine. Maybe I just got his, his pain threshold, but that was the most pain I've been oh in in my, my entire life. And they did it like 10 times because oh. it wouldn't close. <laughs> they yeah, like set it on fire 10 different times? Yeah, yeah, it was bad. Oh my God. So the, it was oh, really bad. It's not now supposed to take 10 times, is it? Top of my thumb. It's only supposed mm-hmm. to take like it's only supposed to take one time, and they just kept like right. Or... Sometimes two, sometimes three, but the oh, I had taken off God. so much surface area of the tip of the thumb that they just kept. It was it was bad, man. It was bad. That was a great. I don't want to say it was a great day on Twitter. Follow a great day to follow you, but that day lives in my yeah. brain very prevalently. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. That was a that was a fun day. So what's the second I, I right by Thoric Hospital where I got it done right? Yeah, and there was a there was a span where I probably went to get fingers stitched up three times in the span of like four or five weeks. And one of the nurses like made up a fake punch card for me my third time. Like <laughs> stitches are free, that kind of thing. So yeah, that was a good day on Twitter. But what isn't wow. a good day on Twitter? Jake his girlfriend on Twitter. How about that, huh? Yeah. Oh wait, I didn't know you met her on Twitter. I oh, should have yeah. known that. I should have known that. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure I, I've was... said that on the show before. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've made that very public. Yeah, you probably have. I don't. I mean, I sh- yeah. I mean, that's who you are, man. Like ninety percent of your friends come from that app. So Shane, Shane included. Shane is one of them. No shame. This weekend, and he's just not going to be in town. How about that? Hey, man. Listen, conflicting schedules. It happens. It's where are you going to be? Take a guess, dude. Visiting your girlfriend. Thank you. That's right. I don't go anywhere else. As a hey, what's with this picture that Katie posted of you last night in the background? You've got all your fucking chest hair out for the world to see. Oh, I first saw that. All, first of all, we get a first of all posted without my consent, so I had nothing Jesus to do with that. Christ, Who are you trying to impress? I need a sensitive Nobody, content dude, marker on that. Dude, like, I shaved. I shaved my chest once in high school, and I was itchy for a month. I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. It's why it's why I won't shave my beard all the way down anymore, too. I'm sure you can relate to it. It itches. I don't I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, you can't have it. Um wow. Well, that's a deep dive. That's a peek behind the curtain of Twitter in my life. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you gotta give Shane. the listeners some background, man. They wanna know they wanna know Shane, you on a personal all, level, Jake. Shane, not all of us can be burning couches with Andrew Chafin in a dumpster. So, you know, yes. some of us, you know, not that's all of true. us could be out here mingling with Cubs players. Sorry. When were you burning couches with Andrew Chafin? Uh, we didn't actually. Uh, my dog like ha- got really sick on my couch a few, a couple months ago, and I had to get rid of it. it. It needed to go anyway. It was an old couch. So I tweeted at Andrew. I was like, hey, got a problem. Got to get rid of this couch. I know that you've got a pickup truck. Can you just come by and let's throw the 
let's throw the couch in the truck and take it off to a dumpster. He's like, nah, man, got rid of the truck. It's back at the farm. And I don't think my Firebird has the hitch hookup. Uh, so I said, okay, no problem. And then he responded. He's like, but like, let's just set it on fire. Let's just bring it out on the sidewalk and set the couch on fire. I said, deal. We didn't do it because you know, I live in the city. But uh, if I lived in the burbs, I'm sure my, my buddy uh, Chief Chafe would have come by and set the couch on fire with me. But I got a great new couch and great new accent chairs. So I was very mad at my dog in the moment, but now very grateful for her. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, Shane. Are you how how deep are you into the betting field? Do you do you you know mess around with FanDuel or DraftKings? Well, I mean, they call me the the parlay prince over here. At oh my god! Oh my god! I am the king of uh, fifteen leg parlay locks, or as we call them here, parlocks. Ooh! I dabble. I think that's the only way to do it, honestly. Like I don't like you know hail marys, right? Like you put like two dollars yeah, on it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't give yeah. a shit. I'm not playing futures because I'm not like looking at my account for eight months waiting for an event. Like I don't care about trying to capitalize on good lines. I'm not a fucking dork like that. But like NFL Sam, Sunday, I'll be, Sam P is somewhere punching air right now. Sam Panionovich? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'm Sam Panionovich. Um, yeah, I, I like I'm the noon slate. I, I'll do a, a parlay for each noon game, a parlay for each. 325 game and then and then whatever and then maybe a single game parlay in the monday night or the sunday night games just to have a rooting interest and hey if my 10 dollar parlay hits for 400 bucks great i can pay rent that month okay so yeah no you're right that's I, what you're I, staking it on now this this is a i was gonna present you some future odds for the bears so i guess <laughs> we'll just have to play he's like i don't bet futures i don't mess around with it and here i am Give me wait, a future. Presenting future. Wait, wait, wait. But, quick, quick. How, how many of those parlays have you actually hit historically? What, like, um, I'm up. Oh. Like I'm up on parlays. I, I've hit it. I've, I've hit enough and I've played few enough to still be up on yeah. parlays. Okay. That makes yeah, sense. You're, because you're going so little. Yeah. 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 I don't gamble that often. But the sec- success rate doesn't have to be high because you go in so little and the, and the payout is so high that, you know, right. you don't have to it's have a high. I'm so smart. Yeah. Yeah, I think you say. No, that is exactly what I mean. But anyway, um, so some of the things that I'm looking at, I, I'm going to put some futures on the Bears. I'm I'm looking at right now to win the NFC North. They're actually plus three thirty. They're in their third place favorite. Green Bay still favored minus one twenty five. Uh, I guess William Hill Sportsbook knows something we don't. Minnesota's plus two sixty. Uh, what do you think about that future? Are you putting any money on that? Because I'm I'm going all in on that, especially right now, while you can get it for high enough until. We discover that Aaron Rodgers officially is not going to be a Packer at the start of uh, 2021 season. I think he's going to be a Packer. You do? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm. I think he's going to play all 17 games. Um, but if you want to talk about value, I don't know, is, is plus 330 a good value? What, that's 100 bucks to win 330, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not going to – like, I'm not going to – make you believe that i like know about gambling so if you well, tell it's not me about that's gambling true. it's just about what is your confidence well, that the the are win the North. you do no i'm saying is that your question do i think that, well, I, 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 essentially yeah it, it turns into that essentially no i don't even if rogers is not in green bay no i don't wow so who is it I, I, maybe that's just bears pessimism but no, I, I think no, it's fair. i think it's probably still the packers regardless Whoa, now that's a hot take. 
because yeah, you, for he, some reason, yeah. have confidence in Jordan Love? More than I do with more than I do in Matt Nagy playing Justin Fields for a significant amount of time. Ah, so here you go. So you do believe that's what? So okay, signi- okay, significant. I, I'm not you're, saying you're, that you're, the you're, Packers are a much better team than the Bears, but I'm saying that I think they're a better team if Andy Dalton is the quarterback the majority of the time. Wow. So the, okay. So I guess that doesn't really contradict your point from earlier because you said it was just a short period of time. You you believe Andy Dalton, but you're kind of proving that you you know. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it, like this is, I'm I, I have the wrong outlook on football. I guess I, I probably do, honestly. And I want to win now. And, and, and you know, patience is hard for a lot of people. Patience is extremely hard for Bears fans. And that's the reason why you saw Mitch Trubisky get run out of town basically after year two. Um, but if you're here also saying that it's best for the team that Justin Fields essentially starts all of the, it would be best for the team if you start yeah. all of the games. Then why why aren't we doing that? Because because. If, if all things are equal, and if the protection is strong enough, and if Andy Dalton isn't playing well, and if the receiving corps is solid enough, and if Cole Komet is having a good season, but the only factor is Andy Dalton isn't, then yes, you're putting your team in a better position to play Justin Fields. But I don't trust Matt Nagy to play Justin Fields for a significant amount of time until year two. What is there something to be said for those factors you mentioned? Cole Komet having uh, success, the the wide receiver core being good, the protection is probably independent of itself. But as far as some of those other pieces and what Justin Fields brings to the table, is there something to be said for you know if they were not having success, that being due to the quarterback in certain circumstances? Because we're very familiar with that conversation in the past. Yeah, of course. So then, so then why? Because I don't know. But, the, but, but, the, but that's the thing. This is such a delicate game. Like, are you putting Justin Fields in the best position for his individual individual development as a quarterback by putting him out there week year one? Sure. For what, what reason do I have not to? What reason do I have not to believe that though? What reason do you have to believe it? Because well, that's you've what I'm saying. Him, but you've never seen him play football in the NFL. What reason do you have to believe that it's best for his development to put him out there for a a, a hefty amount of time in year one? Just like I don't have any reason to believe it is better or isn't better, exactly. you don't have any reason to believe it is better. Exactly. So it, it goes both ways. Sports don't fucking matter. Well, yes, exactly. I think that's the conclusion we've come to. But if you say if you say it's both, it doesn't matter both ways. And we actually talked about this last week. If it doesn't matter both ways, then why are we why why, why mess around? If if it, if if both variables are are you know there is there's nothing no no correlation so, no so, correlation. Yeah, but, but, but it's because of this. The Bears aren't winning a Super Bowl this year. There's more to be lost than there is to be won. So, Shane, I said this. I, this was my argument, that Matt Nagy and, can save his job or, or push his job another year by starting Andy Dalton the majority of the year, bringing in Justin Fields, and then selling people on, okay, full year of Justin oh. Fields. You know, he showed those flashes. Now next year yeah. will be full go. That was my argument. Yes. Matt Nagy cannot lose his job if Andy Dalton is only mediocre and he doesn't play Justin Fields. I disagree. Okay. I, I think I, 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 I agree because so. Well, here, here's the here's here's the question too. I mean, I, I don't I don't think this is really a uh, you know a question that will be controversial. But who's I, I think Matt Nagy's got a much hotter seat than Ryan Pace is. Yeah, because Ryan Pace isn't that bad of a drafter. Like he's, he's not. made some, some tough decisions in the early rounds, but he's a pretty good drafter. 
but there's the yeah. conception that those two are a pair and they're a tandem. And, you know, if one goes, the other goes. And there's people who think – for those people who think that way, think, okay, Ryan Pace locked in Justin Fields. Now Matt Nagy is there for as long as Ryan Pace is, and Ryan Pace is going to be there for, I think, now at least three more years because he got his franchise quarterback. But yeah. we've seen the, the insufficiency of Matt Nagy and, you know, Ryan Pace do – you know, let's not remember – Ryan Pace brought in the guy that Matt Nagy wanted. He brought in you don't Matt want Nagy to wanted that? Nick Foles. What? Let's not remember. Let's not remember that. I mean, I, I don't want to remember the fact that he brought in Nick Foles, but that that's that's what he did. He said Matt, Matt Nagy sat there and said, "Look, I don't like Mitch Trubisky. Ryan Pace, I'm going to send you. I'm going to actually make you overpay to go to Nick Foles. You're going to go give me my guy. Ryan Pace did it. He played his hand. He got him it, and then look look what Matt Nagy was able to do with that. He wasn't able to do anything with it. So, in my opinion, this is still a prove it year. For Matt Nagy, and if he's still facing that pressure week after week, and it's mediocre, they're losing. Then he's and he doesn't make the decision. He doesn't make the right call. Send him out of town. I, you know, no, it man. doesn't matter because why? Like Ryan Pace or, or Matt Nagy was hired in to he was hired in 2018 or yeah 2018 to work with Mitch Trubisky. That that was the deal. Okay, he was hired to work with Mitch Trubisky, and yeah, he drafted Justin Fields. But at this point, I, I you know I. I don't. I, there's a number of other people. I don't think losing Matt Nagy makes you a worse football team. I don't think losing no. Matt Nagy hurts Justin Fields' development in any way. Does, I, you know, so no, I think no, I think it, he's still on a prove a year. It doesn't. But I trust Matt Nagy to tell me when Justin Fields is truly ready. So why Andy Dalton, because of one one piece of sample size? Is that why? Because of the Mahomes thing? Is yeah. that why you trust it? Okay. Well, I, I trust him more than my ability or any media personality in Chicago's ability to, to, to tell me when Justin Fields Very is ready true. because he's the quarterback evaluator. So Very if true. Andy Dalton is only mediocre and the Bears are 3-3 three and three through the first six weeks, I don't need to see Justin Fields yet, and I don't need Matt Nagy's head on a spike for not seeing Justin Fields yet if he truly believes. And that's why this game is all semantics. It's all uh-huh. semantics because we don't know – what Matt Nagy truly thinks about Justin Fields. We know that all we know is his, his uh, track record. All we know is what he's done in the past with quarterbacks mm-hmm. in a very, very similar situation. So I will be ready to see Justin Fields when Matt Nagy is ready to see Justin Fields. Well, so let me just, before you get out of here, I know you got to wrap it up. Um, you, you talk, okay, if they're three and three, mediocre, and, and you don't, at that point, you don't care, right? You don't care, you know, keep Justin Fields in. But see, that's, see, that's the mentality that screwed the Bears for, that, that screwed the Bears the past few years and, and for history, is settling for average and mediocrity. What's one more year? What's one more year if it means the only reason he's not out there is because Matt Nagy thinks he's not ready? Like, that's all this comes down to. You don't know, just because you watched him at Ohio State, you don't know when Justin Fields is ready. Neither do I. Neither does Jake. You just don't. But you, you are also you're acting you, based on what you want to see. That that's not true because you also don't know until you find out. You also don't know until you find out. <laughs> training uh, Shane, training camp reps can give you all you no. Da, 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 da. It tra- you can okay. find out all, all you right. want on a training Kevin, camp. Let the man, Kevin, let the man go. I'll, Shane, I'll before man you go, leave, but... final final record prediction for this year. Um. Nine and eight. I think okay. that's super reasonable. I'm right Very on that reasonable. line. All right. Nine and eight. All right, Shane, yeah. thank you, man, for coming on. We appreciate it. We know you're very busy. 670thescore.com slash give to give to the Austin grocery store, the building of that. Shane, you're the man. Appreciate you. Guys, appreciate thank you, you for man. having me. See you tomorrow. See you, buddy. Yeah.
That was Shane Reardon, executive mm-hmm. producer of Parkinson Spiegel, currently running a 24-hour radiothon at 670 The Score. Go check that out. Man, it is nice to have someone on my side. That was it's, great. It's, see, this is every time – see, this is like – this is every time a media person comes on, like Abdallah or anybody comes on um, – they always agree with you, and I think it's probably because they're 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 rational. But because I'm um, smart. Now I don't know about that, but it, it would be a boring show if I just agreed with everyone twenty four seven. Let's be honest. I wasn't just going to sit there and nod my head to what Shane had to say. I had I had to clap back and give a different opinion, different perspective. But to be fair, that last point I wanted to hit on, I knew you had to head out. But you know who how, who am I to know? Who is Shane to know? Who is Matt Nagy? Who is anybody to know? Jake, you're not gonna find out until you until you try. You're not gonna find out until you throw them out there. You know what I mean? Like I. Matt Nagy, honestly, maybe Matt Nagy doesn't know, right? Like, let's be honest here. But maybe but nobody like knows. Said, maybe nobody record, knows though. Like the track record in this situation, he's one for one. You know, he's one like, for one. Great. All right. If 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 a baseball player uh, was one for one, would you put him in the Hall of Fame? You know, I it's 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 that kind of conversation. That's, that's we have thing. we have uh, not really. No, you have no, one piece but you of would but you would size. trust him to get a hit in his next at bat. Eh, I don't know. Would I? In baseball, I wouldn't. He's one for one. Wander Franco it, just did it last night. Yeah, Wander Franco did it, but it's uh, he, what's what's he since then? Probably uh, you know. Well, it's been one, one game, so I don't then. I don't even think the race of they, they're they're now. probably playing right now, and he's probably exactly. so. Th- that's the thing. The track record is there. Like he's had this exact <sighs> scenario. No, he exact, hasn't. But, no, Jake. But, yes, but generally, general similar situation. So. It's like Shane said, I'm willing to trust that track record there because he's got a he did this situation with a likely Hall of Fame quarterback MVP. I'm going to ride this agreement. I'm going to ride this. Like no, Jake. Okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. This is part of my mind. Okay, we're talking track record. Okay, we're talking track record. Let's talk track record with rookies, rookie and veteran. In that area, he's one for one. He's uh, zero for a million. Or not zero for. It feels like he's zero for a million. He's zero for one in reality. I'm going to say he's 0 for a million because of the ginormous fuck-up that occurred last year with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Why aren't we talking about that? Talk about quarterback evaluation? the hell was that? That was, you know I mean, that was, that was working no, with no, what no. you had. No, oh, working with what you had. Oh, the, no, ship had had. He, he, I, the ship had sailed on Trubisky. The ship had sailed on Trubisky. He, very, like... I, I, I hate I hate I I hate to bring this situation up. Um and I'm not just doing that because I used to be uh, in favor of Mitch Trubisky in that situation, but it's it's true. I mean, we, like it seems look, I'm I'm giving Matt Nagy a get out of jail free card. I am, okay? Get out of jail free, you get another chance. He gets another shot. And I'm 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 totally open to giving him another shot. But I think we've all it, he he's he's been very fortunate. And Ryan Pace has, has, has made him very fortunate because slowly and surely, as we've gone on these past few weeks, months, you've started to see people forget about the incompetencies of Matt Nagy last year and in his past. You started people, you started to see people forget about that. We had a listener on the show come on last week who said, hold on a second, you know, wait up. We can't just think this is all flowers and roses and, and everything's great because Matt Nagy's inability to not only one develop quarterbacks but also put them in the right position has been incorrect for uh, for history maybe and, and jake I, two, like, years. Two, two years two years his first his first year was fine his first year was fine but we do have to it remember good, actually things. we do and, and this is i'm going to hammer this in for the re- for the rest of training camp you think he's one for one jake you think he's one for one 
in the Chiefs, Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes scenario. Okay. But what if he is 0 for 1? And the reason why he could be 0 for 1 is because if he did start Patrick Mahomes, everybody saw how he played in week 17. If you did start him earlier, you were able to discover some things. Even I'm not saying he had to start week one. Maybe he started week eight and you did discover some things. That team could have and very well maybe would have won the Super Bowl that year. Yes, did they win it the year after? Sure, they would have done it anyway. They could have won two in a row. They could have repeated back to back. Now, has a rookie quarterback ever won the Super Bowl? No. Is Patrick Mahomes one of the best players, generational talent? Yes. So I'm saying it could have happened. Maybe we shouldn't lock it in that he was one for one. It worked out in the end, but could it have worked out better? Yes. It, Jake, you're call, you think I'm crazy here, but think about that in your head. Think about it. Think about it. Maybe he the didn't need to sit 17. The Maybe mental didn't gymnastics you are doing right now is unbelievable. This is Olympic level mental gymnastics by you right now. I'm, 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 this is, it's, I'm stretching it probably. I'll be honest. I'm probably stretching it, but this is like the, the, the reason why I have to stretch it is because everyone is looking at this so plainly. Like they're looking at it so plainly, like, okay, uh, Patrick well, because are, well, you have you have to pick a side. You have to pick a simple one thing because if you try to dive that, deeper though. into it, but if you if you dive too deep, the sides, into it, you though? can what go a million different ways. What are the sides then? Because I say it's binary. It's it's seventeen or start week one. I don't think anything else is is like for me. It's binary. What are the sides for you? Like, like I just, you said, pick a side. I, what are the sides? I like. Start week one or wait. I mean, it's two of them, but I'm saying if you right. dive too deep into those, like you can go a million different ways and find a million different arguments. However you feel, and this goes with anything, not even like outside of the quarterback race or outside of football, anything like you dive into an argument and go into your stance, you're going to find ways to defend it. Like we could sit here and scream at each other till we're blue in the face. And we're at the end of the day, we're both going to walk away. Like we're both right. Like it's, it's, you know, there, it, it, the answer is somewhere sure. in the middle. Like, should Justin Fields start week one? No, I truly do not believe that for the reasons that Shane said and that I've said in the past. you got to make sure that offensive line is fine. He's not going to get killed out there right away. You have to, you have to, have to, have to make sure that he is not going to get killed out there whenever you try and try him out there. Yes, I know he's elusive and he's got speed, but you like, is it worth sacrificing Justin Fields' potential long-term health mm. for a week one win? Like, so I, I don't. I don't think that well, I don't, me, the, the risk far outweighs mm-hmm. the reward. So let me pose this hypothetical though. So the bears are losing and the offensive line isn't good in that situation. Do you put Justin Fields in? They need to make a quarterback change and all struggling, but the offensive line isn't good. Are you saying you wouldn't put him in because the offensive line isn't set in that situation? Even if they're Owen four and Andy Dalton's throwing for 180 yards a game, two picks and a touchdown. Maybe because, not. Because, Maybe uh, see, see, especially if that, you're 0 4, like that's a that's a tough hole to climb out of. Okay, let's okay. Um, two and three, two and two, even maybe two and three. That's probably the most realistic a, a spot where you could still one and two, maybe one and two. Because Jake, the other thing too is like Chris brought this up a number of times. Is like okay, Donald and Floyd, ah, run away, run away, run away, and then two weeks later you got uh, Davion Clowney and Miles Garrett. Run away, run away. Right, but you're that's finding but, the, you're trying but that's two, strong. That's two extra weeks that you can see game action, mm. what you actually have. You're not going in blind. I, I, don't, I just like I think you're understating I, the importance of that. So it's so this really I think we've discovered the conversation for you isn't as much about the capability of the quarterbacks as it is about the capability of the offensive line. 
That that is yeah. where you say, and there's that, nothing that, wrong with that. But I just want to identify that for you because that, that's always been the argument. Yeah, do I think they have a really has it though? Do do I think they have a better chance to win week one and going forward with Justin Fields if he's out there week one? Yes, I do. Am I willing to risk this 2022 season for just so Justin Fields can get out there right now? Because I I just, no, I'm not. I'm not willing to risk a potential another year of getting Allen Robinson extension. Yeah, I know everyone's a year older and yeah, maybe your window closes a little more, but I just am not comfortable with the fact of like, think of it this way. Would you rather walk into oncoming traffic blindfolded or able to see? Blindfolded. I take chances. That's so you're, you're I, yes, I would obviously I would no, I would want to walk into traffic being able to see. Yes. Yes. But exactly. you know that I that's know. like the week one versus week three, you know, Aaron Donald Leonard Ford versus Miles Garrett and Javian Clowney. Going into week three, then you have game tape and you know what your the rest of your sporting cast looks like. Week one, you're not really too sure. That is invaluable. So I don't know. Again, and Shane kind of said this. And Shane said this. It's semantics. Like it's right. It's semantics at this point. We're not going to know. None of us know. So that's just, it is what it is. Um, Anyway, we are out of time. So thank you to Shane once again for coming on. Mm -hmm. Good friend of the program, officially a friend of the program. Um, I will see him tomorrow and I'm sure he'll have comments for me. I'm sure there'll be notes. So anyway, but Kevin, always a pleasure. Truly. Very fun. Although we although we jabber at each other and stuff, man, it's it's my favorite I don't know what favorite time about. of the week. I would never jabber. Um, we will be back next week to continue breaking down the developing stadium situation. More comments from Matt Nagy and the players, and we're gonna break it all down. So thank you guys for coming, for listening, for watching. We appreciate you. We will be back next week. As always, bear down. Bear down. Chicago.